what we're going to do with that. Welcome to the Kent Now podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, you will hear from city leaders, city workers, and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Thanks for listening. Now, here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. And Kyle Bomer. Okay. Hello. Hello. And we're back, Tracy. Back again. Kyle, anything you'd like to say to our listeners? Welcome back. All right. We're back with another episode of Kent Now. Woohoo, indeed. Season two, episode two. Two and two. Two and two. Like Chuck Woolery. Two and two. We'll be back in two and two. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Nope. Shut up. Both of you really don't know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. Look it up. Chuck Woolery. Two and two. Look it up. Fantastic. Okay. I don't know. All right. Should know. We should probably get into the fact is winter's over. Is it? I think so. It feels like it. It was 70 freaking degrees over the weekend, wasn't it? It was quite warm. It's warm in the office. You know, I, well, you're wearing a parka. I, got, okay, I mean, you're wearing a parka. a parka. It is, Let though. Let me add some context mm-hmm. here for our listeners. Okay. It's just one of those, one of those, uh, ooh, ee, ooh, what are they called? Puffer jackets. No, yes. But mm-hmm. what is it? What's in it? The, um, goose down. The down. Yes. Yeah. Goose down. Mm-hmm. Because it was cold, and I was like, you know what? What I have is not adequate. This seems like it's going to be a really cold winter. It was really cold for, like, what, a week? Less than that. And I yeah. was like, oh, <laughs> shoot. Okay, we're in for some real cold weather. It's going to get crazy. Let me go Let me go get something. Or really, you know, stay warm and take care of myself. <laughs> then it's 70 degrees. So, Kyle, are you warm? I'm warm. It just makes me laugh because that's, the f- that's too, the first thing I think of. Like, I'm cold. I need some goose feathers. Dude, right? <laughs> No, I do not think oh. I need goose feathers when I'm cold, but, but you know. Those goose goose feathers are warm. They I mean, what's up. they are. Sure. So we did run that poll. You know, we, we talked about it on last week's pod. We, mm-hmm. we made that post, you know, yep. asked residents to comment on Twitter and Facebook. When do you think the first Kent snow is going to hit? And we yep. got a lot of responses. We sure did. Uh, probably hundreds uh, across both. Now it looks like we all might be wrong. Well, there were some people actually that said uh, it's not going to snow. I'm okay with so that. So I guess that count. That's like a, is that an answer? I think so. It's kind of a cop out, but now <laughs> I feel like they were, they could see the future. They just knew. So they're, they're deserving. We'll see. I, yeah. But, you know, we really can't determine the weather until Puck's Tawny Phil comes out and and says his piece. And that is, yeah, what was he that doing? is Friday. That's Friday? Friday. All right, all eyes on Mr. <laughs> Phil for uh, see if he sees his shadow. Do we really believe him, though? I mean, was it six more weeks of winter or spring's on its way? Isn't that how it works? Kyle, something I don't know how that like works. That. It's something like that. Okay. Either way, Pakistani Phil is probably one of my favorite little creatures. It's t- cute. He is cute, but uh, it also coincides with one of my favorite movies of all time with Bill Murray called oh. Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great movie. That is one of, yeah. And Andy McDowell. And I mean, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I highly recommend that you jump onto Netflix and find out what I'm talking about when I say go watch Groundhog's Day. And hurry because you know Netflix might be gone. Wait, what? Tomorrow. Stop it. What? Well, it's just because just Netflix is known for yeah. like, aren't they known for, you know, they'll have like a really good stuff and then they'll just randomly oh, pull they it. They cycle through it. Yeah. They cycle. Yeah. They took yeah, the licensing, all that stuff. Licensing contracts. Yeah. Yeah. They took down my uh, Taylor Swift reputation live tour. So yeah. they. Yeah. Oh, how dare they. <laughs> Leave me alone. Speaking of Taylor Swift. Oh boy. I knew this was going to come we up. just talk about, can we, can we just appreciate how often she's able to stay in the news? Honestly, that <laughs> is impressive. Well, we got the Super Bowl coming up. Right. <laughs> uh, I was seeing uh, there was a lot of discussion online mm. about she's playing a show in Tokyo the day before. Right. And is she going to be able to make it back to see her beloved Mr. <laughs> Be- Kelsey? Beloved. I love that. Play in the it's Super so Bowl sweet. the next day. Uh, okay. Isn't it like, though, Tokyo is like ahead, right? So is yeah, it they're be a day like ahead. Day? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's going to like go she's, back in time yep. to attend the Super Bowl. It's like back to the future, but not. Got it. Yeah. So she would time travel backwards. So she already performed, but then she's coming back to go see the the man play in the football game. Listen, I, I, I am a Swifty mm-hmm. through and through. 
am I tired of the nonsense with this, the, the with Travis Kelsey and Taylor? Absolutely. I am done with it. I mean, it's yeah. sweet and I'm happy and they're in love and that's great. Yeah, and yay and we. But, but dude, you know. no, I'm done with it. Can we just, can we move on? You know who I'm really fascinated by? Who? Is that uh, San Francisco player's wife and the outfits that she makes with jerseys. Like, I can't remember what her name is, but the NFL just licensed her. Like they, oh, they wow. gave her like permission <laughs> to use their products to make outfits for women. And I'm like, dude, that's dope. Yeah. And watching one of the process, like I watched her Instagram and how she made this, I mean, cool jacket mm -hmm. from all of the San Francisco vintage stuff. I'm like, she's talented. Yeah, that's really cool. But I, I could care. Me. I just, I'm done with the chiefs and the tailors and the, I'm just, you know, well, mm -hmm. it's like, um, I've seen people, you know, online, they'll be like, it's, uh, the whole conspiracy theory term where they call it a psyop. Oh, yes. Or yes. I don't know what the goal there would be, but there is an interesting conspiracy theory that we don't endorse. No. Um, but it's fun to talk about okay. how like the Super Bowl logo. Oh yeah. Like, predicts like the winner. I don't know if anyone uh, listening has ever heard of this, but it's like, it's funny to just read people's takes on it because there's like people that are actually out there that think that. Is real? Yeah. Because apparently the last three or several Super Bowl logos will have like the colors of the teams in them, right? That are playing, but like before those teams are identified. Sure. And then the color that's like higher up is like, the one that wins and then the color on the bottom right is like the one that loses something like that i don't know it was, i'm not saying it's right or or <laughs> anything sure. like that other than I it's no fascinating idea. that that that's now anyway okay i've seen those there's too much color on there i don't get how people were there was like making a, those calls there was a lot of purple yeah, and no. blue on there but i don't see any of the teams that were purple and blue mm -mm. i mean the ravens were kind of purple but that i mean no mm -mm. i mean not it's, sure. listen I'm here for the music halftime and that's about it. Anybody that is a gen, am I a gen X or a gen Z? No, I think I'm gen X. No, I'm a gen Z. I don't know what I am. Nonetheless, I do, like a, I, I do like Usher and he is the halftime performer. So Usher. Usher. We love Usher. We do. So, all right. All right. Well, moving right along. <laughs> okay. Um, now that we got some of the fun stuff that's happening in the world talked about, uh, we do have great stuff happening, like always, here at the city of Kent. Mm -hmm. uh, today, Tracy, we are going to be talking to another one of our staff. I love it. Miss Holly Harvey Smith is our HR director. She's going to be talking a little bit more about some of the jobs and, of course, what it comes to recruitment here in the city. And then a really fun story. Um, about a business here in Kent who took advantage of uh, a program that our economic and community development team has worked together with. It's called Business Impact Northwest. You want to hear this story. It is fantastic on how they got started and where they just continue to blossom uh, in their road to success. All right, okay. Tracy. So, and our listeners, you know that we love to have uh, people of the community, some mm -hmm. of our staff here. So joining us today is Holly Harvey Smith, our human resources director, to talk a bit about jobs at the city of Kent, uh, what we're hiring for, mm -hmm. how to figure out how to get a job here, and all things human resources. Holly, thanks Hi. for joining us. Welcome thanks, to Josh. the pod. Thank you, Tracy. Welcome. All right. Happy so to be here. We... Uh, Let's just get this out of the way because mm -hmm. some people understand what HR is and mm -hmm. some people do not understand what HR is. So can we break that down a little bit? Okay. Well, at the city of Kent, we have a pretty sizable HR department. We have individual divisions that are focused in all the different areas of HR. So risk, benefits, recruitment, labor class and comp and process improvement. We've got someone dedicated, several dedicated to our workday. Uh, HR platform. Mm. So we have a lot of experts. In fact, that group has 65 years with the city collectively, oh my God. which is wow. impressive. That is. Yeah. Wow. So now that we know what our HR department entails mm -hmm. and, and all everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then how does the HR department contribute to the overall success of and the well-being of our employees here at the city? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big question. So to start, it's important that we get comfortable getting feedback from the staff to ensure that we're building, what we're building works well for the employee. So an example of that would be that we've revamped our onboarding 
experience for new hires. Mm. And then we put out a survey each quarter after the fact to get their feedback to make sure that the changes that we're doing are landing well. I would say too, and you know, if COVID showed us anything, it's that we benefit from hum- human interaction. So the city is a lot of really special events throughout the year to bring the staff together. I think that probably supports the staff's well-being more than we realize. I would say uh, you asked about employee development. Training and development is something that we're really going to focus on this year in the HR department. This will involve greater focus on the new hires as they come on board and offering additional training to our leaders to support their growth. And then really getting clear on a formal development plan for the city. Mm-hmm. There we have a lot of tenure within the city. In fact, our average tenure far exceeds 11 years, which is pretty impressive, certainly higher than I've seen at any of my former companies. The cautionary around that is that then, you know, when someone leaves, it it leaves a really big vacancy. So it's a great opportunity for us to develop the staff that are here. It's it's fun for them. It, It keeps them engaged, but also prepares us for the future so that the staff are are ready when someone is to retire. That's great. Gotcha. Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, you mentioned, um, you know, kind of that institutional knowledge from mm-hmm. people that have been here a while, mm-hmm. the long tenureship, some of our employee appreciation events. Um, it's it's really giving great place to work. Yes, And everyone's it does. a big family yeah. and uh, we love to support our employees, which is awesome. So let's say, you know, someone's listening to this, right? Mm-hmm. We know the city of Kent is hiring. Mm-hmm. What kind of, you know, and it sounds great, like, hey, I want to mm-hmm. you know, have a good time with my employees and work at, a, at mm-hmm. the city, you know, serve the public. What kind of factors does the HR department look for, you know, and when, when you go about like attracting and trying to select candidates for, mm-hmm. for positions across departments? Hmm. Well, we focus on skills, of course, but a big factor is the culture fit. And so for me, what that means is just that someone works well with others, looking at how they show up, what is their style for communication and decisions, and what are their priorities, their values. Um, As the HR director, I want to protect the culture. Like I said, that it's an impressive culture here. It's interesting because government might have a perception of being more formal and rigid, but actually I've found at the city uh, that the leaders and staff are really open to change. And so that creates a really warm culture. Um, So someone who's got a progressive mindset coming in, um, but also aligns to a similar set of values so that we can protect the culture that currently exists. Absolutely. So you're Presentation, obviously, like any job, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want someone to come in hot and heavy with their iced coffee 10 minutes late <laughs> to the interview. That's not what you're looking for. I don't know. Coffee is a love language at the city. so <laughs> It really is. It definitely is. Okay. So, Holly, can you highlight some of the unique aspects of, or benefits of working mm-hmm. here in the city? And then, of course, how does our HR department ensure that there is a diverse and inclusive workforce here? Mm-hmm. Important subjects. Um, and I could talk for hours about this. I came from the private sector, and so I was really not expecting government to be so forward thinking. I know that in my first interview with the mayor, that one of the things that she highlighted as important to her was innovation, which mm-hmm. I was really excited to hear. And I've seen that to be the case. And it's not to say that there isn't hesitation to change or a uh, an attraction to what's familiar, but I've been really impressed how open staff are, even those that have been here 20 and 30 years that are willing to um, try something new and to look at how we can improve process. Um, So that creates an environment that's fun for someone to come in because they can influence change and and bring a fresh perspective. Um, If you want to talk about benefits, (laughs) (laughs) I came from the private sector And so I'm still starry-eyed about this. The benefits are really phenomenal. And then we have a wellness committee. I was pretty surprised when I walked in the room and there were a total of 30 people on the call and in the room that were supporting the wellness efforts for the staff. And so they do everything from wellness challenges and aligning resources for financial and spiritual and physical well-being. And so that's really great to see that we care about the staff members beyond just the daily work that they do, but that we really want to support the whole person. Mm -hmm. And we're also really involved in the community. I know I've been at many organizations that, that care about the community, but what I'm really impressed with at the city is the amount of time 
that every staff member invests in this and the the volume of events that go on throughout the year to support the community and the residents. I just did uh, shop with a cop in December, one of the most fun events I've ever been a part of. And I've been to other events too with the city that are just really impressive that make me realize how passionate everyone is here. Love that. Mm-hmm. That's nice to hear. Yeah, no, that's good. And it's definitely been, um, I mean, I guess for our listeners, it, it kind of s- sounds here and there like you're kind of like you uh, recently joined the city of Kent, right? I did. Yep. I joined in May. I've been here nine months. Okay. And we're rocking and rolling. Yeah, we are. Rocking and rolling for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My my team has a lot of um, ambitious goals for this year that have, you know, in part to do with automating and systems and things that aren't quite so exciting, but also really getting, um, bringing the staff together and creating an experience for the staff that's unforgettable. Yeah, I mean, you've you've spoken at length, you know, about um, like process, the internal, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, when you mention things like automation, things like that, to what it, what I'm hearing as another employee is like we're we're in making these process improvements to free up our time so that we can spend more time um, building each other up, doing the work, mm-hmm. uh, and supporting the, the city of Kent. So it's we're not just you know. I don't know. It, it's Couldn't not, have said it better myself, Josh. That's yeah. exactly why we do it. Yeah, we're. I think a lot of the time, it, you you can hear from like nonprofits or city or whatever industry, right? That all these terms and things you don't really ne- necessarily understand. But when you frame, when you put it in that perspective, I think it makes a lot more sense. Of course, mm-hmm. I don't know. At least mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to make our lives easier and free ourselves up so that we can do the interesting work that is in front of us. We all have a finite number of hours in the day and <laughs> want to get as much done as we can and be as supportive as we can to the city. Um, I was in a meeting a few weeks ago and someone said that, let me make sure I get this right, that we want to serve each other so that we can in turn do as well as we can in serving the city. And mm-hmm. I just think I love that statement. I definitely try to adopt a servant mindset as a leader and see that all over the city. There's a lot of inspiration for that. And ultimately, we're all here to help support the city of Kent, the community of Kent. So 100%. The, the better that we can do that internally, the better we can show up for all of them. I have one last question for you, Holly. Mm-hmm. Is there any sort of um, secret, I don't know, not secret, <laughs> but like what's something in HR that's oh, no. like someone <laughs> wouldn't necessarily know about yeah. unless you're in HR? Like, I don't know, do you have any like quirky fun little HR inside jokes or anything? Mm. We would need Brent for that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think that there's a perception that there's a lack of sense of humor within HR. Okay. And maybe outwardly, we we hold some of that closer to the vest, but um, I find HR people to be um, sometimes irreverent, but certainly um, have a sense of humor and and enjoy the work that they do. Good. You really have to if you're in HR. It's yeah. it's beneficial to like people. Absolutely. Well, we're glad that you're here at the City Kent, Holly, making Thanks, that positive Josh. change. We'll be looking toward it and following along. Well, but we need to, before we end this interview, we oh. need to talk about some of the openings because oh, I know right. that there's some- We didn't quite we, get there yet. We, yeah. there are just a ton of opportunity here yeah. in, the, in the city. Seasonal and not. Well, to start, as- many other organizations where this is the case. We have a pretty varied workforce. So we have full-time benefited positions. Mm -hmm. We have part-time, we have temporary staff who work seasonally. And so throughout the year, we're hiring seasonal park staff ongoing and uh, police, the police department, they have a lot of uh, positions open for officers recently. Uh, We've seen a lot of growth in the last year there. And they continue to hire experienced officers and and new officers in their career. Mm-hmm. And today, I looked up, we have 20 jobs posted. So there's lots of opportunity available in the organization and so many different departments. So whatever your interests, there's likely an area um, that you could queue into that would be aligned to your skill set. We even have a communications intern open right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you Holly. To, you're for welcome. The plug. Thank you, Holly. Yes. You get to work with us, mm-hmm. which was uh yeah. always fun too. Well, Holly, thank you again for your time. 
not so mm-hmm. scary after all. We no. kind of like we like the HR department. Well, that's good. We're actually hiring. <laughs> um, it's it's identified as an HR manager. It's it's really a, a recruiting manager, and with uh, if they have a civil service background, all the better. But this is a really important position for our team, mm-hmm. uh, the regional fire authority, and hopefully she's doing wonderful over there. Um, and so that opens a vacancy at a really important role within HR. So if any of the listeners are intrigued by what we do at the city or are interested in hearing more about that, we'll be posting that job in the next few days, too. Wonderful. Sweet. Yeah. All right, Holly. Well, okay. thanks again for stopping thanks. by. Thank thanks, you, Holly. Tracy. Thanks, Josh. So, Josh, we have a lot of great things that we have presented in Mayor's Newsletter for over the last couple of months. And one program that works with our economic and community development team is Business Impact Northwest. Now, we have representatives here from Business Impact Northwest. It's Dominique. Is it Julian? It's Julian. Fantastic. And so uh, they're here to talk about Fresh Family LLC, which is a uh, I don't even know how to explain what your business is. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're a hazardous waste mitigation and construction services company. Okay. But we focus on government contracting so that we can provide jobs that bridges the gap between prevailing wage and living wages for the BIPOC community. Fantastic. We're going to get into your business here in just a moment, but let's talk about Business Impact Northwest. Yes. Dominique, now there are a lot of different elements when it comes to what you guys provide for BIPOC businesses. So let's talk about what the primary mission for this and then how do you ensure that it aligns with the needs of small business growth? Absolutely. Uh, Business Impact Northwest is, uh, you know, economic development is our mission. So we really are looking at ways to support small businesses in a variety of ways. And so we offer um, lending. Uh, So this is lending that is if you can't go to a bank, if you could, you can't go to a bank sometimes and just get a loan because you haven't been in business for two years or maybe your credit score isn't great or some of those things. Our lenders are really flexible. So that's one aspect that we really like work on. And then not everybody can get loans and not everybody needs loans. Uh, So we also do classes, education, training. Um, And this is like everything from I've got a napkin idea and I just kind of like want to know what the next step is and what I'm going to work on. And so we've got one-on-one business advisors who can sit down with you and sort of walk you through those steps. Or maybe you're hiring your first employee and you're kind of like, oh, what do I, what are all mm-hmm. the things I need to think about? We can talk. We have some trainings. We bring in experts from the community. Um, but what really centralizes all of our work is that we are really working to um, build wealth in communities that have been historically underserved and systemically excluded. So really bringing, you know, that power of business to folks who have not had that, you know, those opportunities because, we know that there's been, you know, systems that have excluded people. So maybe they didn't, home ownership wasn't the first thing they get. If you don't have collateral, it's harder to get a loan, mm-hmm. you know. So all these things sort of build off of each other. And we're really just trying to poke at it. We're just constantly poking at it. Well, you know, can we be more flexible on our credit? Can we provide you credit counseling? Maybe mm-hmm. we can't change, you know, some, you know, maybe the, the criteria for that loan are not going to change, but maybe we can help work you through some steps so that you can get access to Mm -hmm. that. Um, You know, so that's just really what ties everything. And I think, you know, we're so, you know, we're a regional organization that shows up in the community. Our, what we do is one-on-one, you know, we're one-on-one loans, we're one-on-one advising, you know, we do have some classes, but you know, they're, you know, they're 12 to maybe 20 people who maybe show up to the classes. So we're really connected. Mm -hmm. So our clients tell us, what's working and what's not working and where where they might need some more support. Uh, and we try, you know, try to do that more and just kind of connect in with that. Amazing. It sounds like a lot of really great, empowering connections with our community. Uh, I'm curious, how, how did Business Impact Northwest really come to be and get rolling? And what was the vision, you know, the, the core team? Was it, did that start as a napkin idea or how did we get going? <laughs> how did Business Impact Northwest? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't get asked very often. Uh, actually, I think, so Business Impact Northwest uh, in a different name uh, and iteration uh, started probably about 30 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, and it was just a loan fund at the time. Um, and that eventually sort of built off of that. So it was providing loans to underserved communities and that business loans. We don't do anything 
we're, we're just economic development and small business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just to be clear. Um, and from that, just building on the services and realizing, you know, over time more and more. And then um, probably about eight years ago, we merged um, with another organization that we took that name, Business Impact Northwest. Uh, they had a lot of relationships with credit unions as well. So uh, we work really closely with our credit union partners and our banking partners and a lot of other folks um, so that we can fill those gaps. We're not in competition in the ecosystem. Sure. We're really looking to fill that. And so our expansion has really just been about looking in the community, talking to the community, and mm-hmm. really trying to figure out where where can we best serve and use the resources that we have to serve our community. So how do you track and evaluate the the progress of the businesses that you work with? Yeah, I mean, I think this is, that's an interesting question because I think success looks different for different businesses. So we really are guided by the businesses. You know, maybe you're starting a business so that you can have, you know, some supplemental side income. And if that happens, then that's success, right? And so we let you measure the success. Mm-hmm. We're going to track, like, you know, did you, what is your revenue? You know, what are the, you sure. know, number of employees and those sort of things so that we can keep our funders happy and we kind of have that community relationship. But in the end, it's really about what is success for your business, you know? And so what is the, what are you trying to accomplish? How do we help you get there? Um, and so that's really what we pride ourselves in being able to do. Yeah. So you had mentioned, you know, speaking of, you know, helping, right. You had mentioned some of the services and the, um, the training and coaching that you provide. Could you talk a little bit more Specifically, like, what are some of those programs that you see really being shining successes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think we have everything from, you know, just sign up and you'll get a one-on-one coach and advisor. And that is a great place for folks to start. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's a class you see on the calendar that is just like, oh, that's interesting. Um, But we also do have some more long-term programs. We have some partnerships. Um, We recently did... um, a partnership with the Port of Seattle. So we provided a lot of the business um, development, business acumen uh, training. Uh, and then with the Port of Seattle, we also really worked to connect those businesses to opportunities and their peer group. Um, and that was over 10 weeks. Uh, so programs like that can really sort of take a business and just put some structure around it and move them forward. And we have um, a course called Launch and Grow that's really meant for the folks who are just starting mm-hmm. and or, you know, maybe you've been in business a year, but you haven't really thought about the business side, which is totally understandable because most sure. of the time people get into business mm. because they are passionate about the thing they're bringing to the world, right? not the spreadsheets. Sure. <laughs> I might be passionate about spreadsheets, but that's why I do what I do. There you uh, go. So really kind of those. And then we've got grow and, you know, we've got a class that works in grow and thrive at the next um, level of business and a lot of mix in there. You know, so I think people can find different resources that really speak to them. Like if you're more self-motivated or not even self-motivated, but just like I can I just need pieces and parts right here or I would really like some structure and I would really, you know, these other connections and I'm really hmm. willing to invest the time into those programs then we've got those for you too. And so it's yeah. really up to folks. Yeah, it sounds um, like you really are able to meet people where they are, uh, tailor those needs, and that's great. I imagine there's all kinds of different uh, success stories from X, Y to Z, I don't know. Right, but we we have a success story here. And I think this is a great way for Dominique to kind of give us your relationship with Fresh Family LLC. Absolutely. Debbie and her son have uh, really worked with us um, throughout the their business life cycle mm-hmm. to kind of that napkin sort of idea that I was talking about and just kind of popping in when, you know, when they've got questions or they want to, um, you know, some advice mm-hmm. and maybe they don't ask a question for a while because mm-hmm. they're busy doing <laughs> stuff and doing awesome stuff that we're going to get to hear about, um, you know, and then they were actually part of the most recent Port of Seattle um accelerator that we did in partnership with the Port of Seattle. Uh, and so they were able to really, you know, get some of those additional, more advanced connections right. with some primes and some other things that, you know, hopefully can really help them advance their business. Thank you for being here. We Absolutely. appreciate you. Thank uh, you for having we us. We also appreciate the fact that you are a Kent business. Yes. So yes, tell, we are. Yeah. tell us, did you want to be started right here in Kent or... 
Well, we lo- we love Kent. We're here. We live here. Our okay. homes are in Kent. We own our homes in Kent. You know, kids go to school here. We we we've been we've been around a long time. You know, and uh, so it made the most sense when we were going to open our doors. Open our doors right here in our own backyard. You know, so um, that was. Uh, it, we're glad to be here. We don't want to be anywhere else, honestly. Sure. So this is it's really good. It's really central to Far City and Far Region. You know, being in Kent, this is a great central location to work between from here up north and down south. So this is just it's such a prime location. We just love it. We love being down here. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. For, for, for me, um, uh, loving to be in Ken is I, I own a home here and, and also the time it takes to get to the job. Mm-hmm. It's six minutes away from no. my house. <laughs> yeah, that's convenient. I was going to say, I kind of like that whole idea yeah. altogether too. When you worked with Business Impact Northwest, right. tell us the process. Like, did it start, the the idea of your business start, like mentioned on a napkin and then you reached out or how did this all start? I worked for, I worked for the city of Seattle for 10 years. So, and there was a a young lady in there that was one of my business part. Well, well, um, what do you call it? Counterparts. (laughs) And, um, she told me about Business Northwest. She's like, call this person because your ideal is great and what you want to do. Cause, and I did, and it was the best thing I could have did. I wasn't even in um, a place where I was looking to um, start the business, but it was an idea. Like she said, on a napkin, but it just it was just in my head. Mm-hmm. So I was <laughs> like, yeah, and I, I spoke to her about it and told her what I wanted to do. And she said, well, the first thing you got to do is get a license and then start writing down everything that you choose that you want to do. And then call me back. And so I did it all. And then when I called her back and I was like, hey, guess what? I did everything you said on this paper. And now I think I have a big opportunity to push this forward. And so and I told her everything. She's like, hey, you don't even need me. I just need to shoot you in the right direction. Um, Insurance. uh, making sure that we had all of our um, certificates. Mm-hmm. You need to go get this. You need to get, um, we, we have our DBE. We have all of the federal SBAs and everything so that we wouldn't be left out of anything. Mm-hmm. So it gives you the right direction to go. It was the um, coaching that was big for us. Nice. Gotcha. It was the coaching. Yeah. Yes. So it sounds like you you guys, you know, you had this idea, right? Talk to some people about it. They really encouraged you. Like, mm-hmm. This is a great idea. You know, reach out to Business Impact. They're going to help you out. And it sounded like they really helped you kind of mold, formalize, Mm -hmm. really dig deep and understand, okay, I have this awesome idea that's going to help out my community, right? How do I make this a reality? What are all those steps? And they laid it out for you. And so I think that is so important, Tracy, because there are so many people, you know, in the region, in the community Mm -hmm. that I'm sure are in similar positions, you know, um, I've had all kinds of ideas. I'm going to call it now. Right. Right. But why not? I mean, it's like, you know, where people always say, you know, your dream, your dream is your dream, you know, and unless you really step into it and Mm -hmm. find the right resources and the programs and the support, then it's just a dream. But now it's your reality. And it's a big reality. We've put, um, 13 people to work. We have five people with homes um, under 40 years old from the BIPOC community, um, just from the the um, uh, contracts that we have received. Um, this was able to change lives. We have changed lives. So, and, and, and they've walked in our doors and told us on several occasions that my life has changed because of your business and what you wow. guys are doing for yeah, us. And it's, it's the most rewarding thing is to know that they have homes and that we are a part of that. Do you think of yourself now more so as bridging the gap or do you think that you're like trendsetters? I mean, what, what, how do you feel about it? I think that, you know, I think we're following the objective of our mission our mission, you know, is to create, is to create unparalleled opportunities for the BIPOC community and bring those in and bring those opportunities in. And I think that we're, I think that that, that, that's our goal. Let's create jobs for people and give people an opportunity to live the American dream, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's and, and I think that's where that's the rewarding part. Were we there yet? As far as we want to be, no. Um, we're definitely have made an impact. Heck yeah! And in two years of business, to do as much as we've done has been amazing. It's mm-hmm. been really awesome. But there's also obstacles. There's things that we are going that we consistently see. There's barriers, unfortunately, that make it harder at times. So we we have to consistently be able to find our ways to navigate around that and overcome those barriers so that we can keep doing what we're doing every day. Right? How do we expand our services? How do we do more? Um, how do we keep 
creating these opportunities? How do we keep training going so that these guys can, you know, be more effective? We put all of all of our uh, our core team, all um, of the uh, 11, 13 guys that work, they all went through. We were found a way to put them all through OSHA 30 training. Wow. And that's huge. Yeah. I mean, especially for the industries moving to construction. I mean, there's guys that have been in the field 20 years that don't get OSHA 30 training, you know. And we got guys that can go out and do site supervision for safety for any construction site. Like, that's something that they probably would never see in a lifetime even understood how to get to for half of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, this is here. I can do this. And I'm trained now. And now I can make a big difference and put it in, put different opportunities around my family. This is great. So those are the things that, that are rewarding for us. I, you know, I've, I've believe that you know if you have a passion for any type of business you can create success in any avenue but you have to have a passion for it and i think this just hits home because our passion is helping people and really changing lives and this is you know a real unique opportunity that has allowed us to be able to do that and of course in conjunction with business impact northwest it was everything mom said i mean it's been they've been so helpful as well it's just being able to have a resource to be able to turn to and say hey well how do you do this you know an accountability partner a mentor are some of the best things you can have in any business or in anything you're doing and so to have someone with that much leverage and resource is a really great thing it's been super um very instrumental for us in the growing in our growing um, years of business as well so i'm just grateful to all the resources we have out here and everyone who you know, reaches out to help us. It's just, it's just amazing. So we're just looking to grow and expand from here. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually kind of my question I have to you is you, yeah. you've talked a bit about kind of expansion growth. What's next? Could you talk a little bit about what's on the horizon? What do you guys have your sights yeah. on? Absolutely. Um, you know, where are you moving from here? Absolutely. So we, one of the things that we've looked into doing is just because it's really hard to get into the construction industries and the, um, in the government contracting industries. And our big thing is how do we keep growing into that? We work with, um, we, we, we're consistently engaging with WASHDOT, with um, Port of Seattle. We're in the Foster School of Business at the University of Washington for um, business management and, is, and enrolling in their Ascend program, which is part of construction development. And our big thing is, um, you know, there's a million companies out here and you can't, and it's not as easy as to walk in the door and say, hey, we're the new vendor that you should use instead of the guys you've been using for 10 years to come and do <laughs> right. this, right? But there is some, there are some aspirations to get Wimby companies and help bridge these gaps so that we do have these opportunities to do that. So our thing is we want to consistently get our people in those places. And we just have to consistently stay in front of the people that matter, having those conversations, bidding on those opportunities and keeping and just keep leveling up our business mm-hmm. to be able to do that. We're acquiring dump commercial dump trucks on Friday. We're going to get our first two commercial dump trucks wow. so that we can move into that. Yes. We have a contract with Flatiron who's building the 405 expansion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we can get some dump trucks on the road, they'd put our dump trucks to work. That's so basic. a company like that is willing to create opportunity for a business like us and other companies we've worked with. We have haven't worked with yet, but we've been meeting with a PCL construction. They're going to, they're teaching us estimating and things like that on a higher level and want to find opportunities for us there. Our big focus is working with these type of companies right now. That's our next avenue is mm-hmm. getting there. We have two divisions, a hazmat division and a construction division. We grew up on our hazmat and we started expanding construction so that we can keep the opportunities growing. And that's our focus is those two divisions, those areas in expansion. Well, thank you to uh, Dominique and Business Impact Northwest for being here and congratulations to you guys. We can't wait to watch you continue to grow here in Kent and further out. Thank you so much. We're excited. Thank you for having us, you guys. This is awesome. Thank you. you. Always great to talk to uh, members of our community that are part of those businesses and organizations that are really doing great work to, you know, just empower people. Um, You know, they're what we would consider to be a community development financial institution, Mm -hmm, CDFI, mm -hmm. one of our another great government acronyms. Uh, During the pandemic, as an example, um, COVID-19, as part of the American Rescue Plan Act funds, the city received a lot of funding through that program that we did distribute and coordinate with CDFIs uh, to help many Kent businesses with technical assistance um, and all kinds of other resources to just, you know, get our community through that. And so City Kent is certainly always looking through our economic and community development department to support our business community. And it's always great to see uh, others in the community doing that work as well. Yeah, we're really excited for that. And we'd like to, we can't wait to hear more success stories coming out of that program. Uh, we've got a lot going on, uh, obviously, coming up here in the next week. We've got our next Kent City Council meeting coming up on February 6th. I believe we have a couple of proclamations. I know that we're getting into Black History Month and Gwen Allen Karsten is going to be on hand from uh, KBAC, our mm-hmm. Kent 
uh, Black Action Committee. She's going to be there to uh, accept the proclamation from Mayor Dana Ralph. And then we've got Mayor's State of the City coming up too, Josh. Yeah. So the State of the City, big event, probably one of the, you know, if there's one event a year, right, that you're going to attend for the city of Kent, um, that isn't like, you know, sports. We're not going to count that. No. Because like, that's always fun. Yeah. And this is fun too. But this is more like, you know, the nitty gritty, like the good, like the what's happening in the city, right? The updates, what's coming up. So Mayor Ralph is going to be giving her state of the city speech as part of the broader event on March 21st at Kent Meridian High School Auditorium. Uh, Doors are going to be opening at 6.30 p.m. Event is going to start at 7. And so I would really encourage you bring your family, uh, your friends, you know, if you have, if you own a business, Mm -hmm. if you're just a resident, anything like that, because she does provide really the like synopsis mm-hmm. on all things happening in Kent. You know, what's going on in our parks department, where, what investments are being made? Um, what can we look forward to, right? As far as infrastructure projects, what's on the horizon? What are we doing to address, you know, potholes? Uh, how are we going to be addressing things like housing, big mm-hmm. discussion in the yeah. legislature this year. Uh, and definitely some of those more important, pervasive uh, public safety topics as well. Things like homelessness, crime. So if you want to hear about those things, you want to hear what your mayor and city has to say and what we're doing about it, definitely check that out. We will have information on our social media as well as our website. Um, yeah. Yep. You don't want to be there. No, absolutely. It's going to be a uh, in a very eventful and fun and educational evening. All right, we've got a couple just show uh, just a few shows left. Josh on our Kent Parks Spotlight series, International Guitar Night is on uh, this Friday night. However, that is all sold out. But there are two more uh, events and uh, some amazing music. I believe there is some country music in one of those. Oh, sheesh. I know. I can't wait to. I can't wait to get into that. Uh, tickets are available now. Just go to mykentparks.com and find out more. Always. Always some fun musical stuff going on through the park department, right? right? We had spotlight series now, summer, we have our summer concerts. Mm-hmm. So it's really always something. They got the tunes. They got the tunes. And I think there are also like music courses oh? that our parks department offers. I'm not sure what's being offered currently or mm-hmm. next season. I okay. know that the spring parks and rec guide is in development. Yes. So uh, we'll be providing an update when that goes to mailboxes. But I think that they have done things like piano and guitar lessons. So I feel like I need to hone in on something like that. You need to create a musical creative outlet. Or some sort of outlet. I'm not sure what, but I need <laughs> <It's helpful>. it. <laughs> right? <There you laughs> Maybe go. the drums. That's I, my favorite. What's that? Drums are my favorite for okay, sure. Drums. Okay, yeah. Or uh, that thing I mentioned last week, the uh, Jap- Japanese so- swordsman. Oh, right. Class. Yes. I could totally. Could, I feel like we could all see Tracy doing that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then cut off my fingers in the, in the process, right? Well, I don't think they're real swords. Oh, but. Okay. Maybe just some bruises. Uh, yeah. You do not need an accident-prone accident, accident prone person to do something like that. That was just... Fair enough. Not a good idea. Uh, last chance to sign up for Kent 101. Class starts here on February 8th. And yeah, this is like your final push. So... Yep. You've heard us talk about this a lot. I'm sure you uh, you, you got it. Yep. Kent 101 is happening. It <laughs> is a thing. But hey, if you've been teetering on the edge, not sure if you want to do it, Sign up. We've almost got a full class. It's almost be 40 people. Almost 40. This is nice. not only a great opportunity to learn about the city and how the city works, but you can meet other people in your community that are also, you know, care about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Make some friends, you know, meet meet Bob or something. Yeah. Or Kim at the place at, at the city hall. And then you're like, hey, you know, want to grab a coffee and maybe we'll go down get to, something uh, to eat. Get something to eat. Exactly. So. It could be a love connection in could the Kent one. Connect- uh, I mean, February is right around the corner. Right? <laughs> With all those candy hearts and stuff. Okay. Uh, and then, Josh, I believe we have one more Kent event coming our way very, very soon mm. from the Kent Downtown Partnership. Yeah. So uh, speaking of, you know, going out, uh-huh. having a good time at a restaurant or something, mm-hmm. the KDP Cider and Ale Trail coming up. Love saying that. <laughs> Ale trail just really rolls off the tongue. Sure. Good. Good stuff. I'm a I'm a personal fan of of cider. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually had the opportunity to go out 
this last oh, weekend. Oh, that's right, because it like, was your birthday. I did celebrate my birthday. Had a had a, a reasonable amount of cider, and it was good. <laughs> good. Uh, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was go- good. I'm happy to hear that. But so yeah, so KDP March eighth. Um, as I understand it, you know, it's kind of like a little a little crawl situation, like you, a pub crawl, but yeah. with cider and ales. Yeah, you test it out, try it out, get something you like. Bring it home, and then now you got the good stuff at home. I'm con. I, I, well, I don't want to say concerned. I'm curious. Mm, okay. Uh, the ciders that you took part in on mm-hmm. your birth day. Yes. Uh, are we talking like flavored ciders? Are we talking like a dry hopped? Are we looking at like a what 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 kind of a cider? They're like, they're like alpine. Oh. Like okay. So they're all flavored. I do like them sweet. Oh. Uh, so. All right, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. On. Anything? Did you know? I mean, that's close. <laughs> Did <clears throat> try again. Did you know? That's good. That was perfect. That was really that was good. 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 Yeah, Should I like we it. Use that as yeah. a new one. Let's do that. Maybe Cut we'll it. put auto tune on it. Mm-hmm. Add a beat, some hi hats too. Better be careful. I'll say no more. I'll play my guitar <laughs> while we're doing it oh, as well. Oh, there we go. She's yep. going to take her music classes. I'm totally. All right, gang. Uh, we got our Did You Know. Love it. So this week, we're going to be talking about another uh, City of Kent historical landmark. So mm-hmm. last week, uh, last episode, rather, we talked about uh, the Mill Creek Canyon Earthworks Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week... Uh, we're going to be talking about Sar Pioneer Cemetery. Oh. We're going to keep the vibes Ooh. good. Scoopy? Not, uh, Scoop, what? Scoopy. What? Scary? Scoopy? Not Scoopy. Scoop. We're gonna, Scoopy? <laughs> what? Spook? What did I? I, was, I wanted to say spooky, and then I said, I, and then well, I put not Scooby in there. It's not October yet, I'm ju- I, You know, stop right. it. So, Jeez. Scoopy. <laughs> Here's the Scoopy. Okay. Here's the on Scoopy. On Sar Pioneer Cemetery. <laughs> okay. In 1873... Uh, there was a guy named Peter Sar, Valley Pioneer, well-known, liked, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but he faced the sad reality, uh, necessity of needing to bury his wife. So he laid her to rest on a small hill that was part of their homestead. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really an organized burial ground in the valley at that time. Mm-hmm. And then kind of gradually, this just became like a de facto cemetery for families in the area. Oh. So neighbors kind of asked permission to also lay their loved ones to rest there. And so that's kind of how that cemetery became what it is, right? Um, Family names that are there actually include a lot of names that you might recognize as street names around the city, which I found actually really interesting. Sar. Oh. Willis. Yeah. Shin. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what that one Shin is. Street, mm-hmm. um, Clark, Smith, Wilson. So, wow, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. All right, I always wondered, like you know, you're driving through any given street, like who decides what the streets are named? How do right. they? What's that process? How do they do that? So, I mean, in this case, it looks like some of them are from, you know, just some prominent families from way back when. Wow, interesting. But anyway, so um, yeah, looking back into some records, uh, King County Auditor records of 1887 uh, seemed to su- suggest that Peter Sarr sold the cemetery to John Nelson, a one John Nelson, oh. for one dollar in gold coin. He then sold Nelson, sold the site to the trustees of the then Methodist Episcopal uh, Church in Kent. Okay, so then active use of the cemetery really kind of started tapering off with the burial of a Chris Hansen in 1949. Mm. Uh, The King County Historical Sites Survey, dated 1977, Mm. indicated that 200 gravestones were in the cemetery. And so that's a lot. Uh, Yeah. And then during this time, like after that period of time, the site was like pretty neglected, Mm -hmm. um, wasn't really super well taken care of. um, Overgrown and stuff like that. Yeah, overgrown, all that kind of stuff. But in more recent years, thankfully, um, some community service groups and organizations um, like the Boy Scout and Girl Scout troops here regionally and, and volunteers with the South King County Genealogical Society mm-hmm. have worked to uh, keep the area maintained and cleaned up. And what's actually really interesting is that this organization, the Genealogical Society, um, has been really diligent um, restoring headstones and markers. And they're actually researching the, all this information and doing all this as a part of a book a history of SAR Pioneer Cemetery and its inhabitants. Hmm. So it's like 
super localized Kent history. Yeah. Right. I um I know I didn't actually mention it here when it was designated. I should have included that, but it is one of just a few um official historic landmarks here in the city of Kent. You know, wow. Mill Creek Canyon being one, the lunar rover on the moon is one, but that's not in Kent. It's no. on the moon. Yeah. So we're not going to be getting that anytime soon. But, uh, but we well, have a, rec- a replica a not replica. far from City Hall. Exactly. So. so it's basically still in Kent. But yeah. So I just thought that that was really interesting. Because like it. It, it talked about like, interesting. huh, some street names, you know, some of the families buried there and um, a regional organization for culture yeah. that we have talked about. Um, they actually put up a memorial for all of those whose graves are unmarked. So the city has actually worked with Four Culture before, I believe through a partnership with our parks department to get some of those advertisements for some of our programs on buses and stuff. They're a great organization that does, um, you know, great work with nonprofits Mm -hmm. and local governments and all that. And so, yeah, that's the fun did you know tidbit for the week. And uh, we'll be coming back with another one next time. Okay. Now you got to close it out. How do I do that? Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> okay. Ken. Well, it wasn't okay, as good as your beginning. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> okay. Now you know. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> I think those are better. I love them. We're going to keep those. Yeah, we're just going to keep improving. Totally. <laughs> and right. hey, if you have any suggestions for a did you know, like, are you a, a closet Kent historian, historian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then send us something. Yeah, no kidding. We're always open for your comments and suggestions. Or better yet, if you have a great did you know that we don't know, send it to us at mm-hmm. communications at kentwa.gov. Then we'll all know. And we'll share it with everybody and stuff. Yep. Isn't that essentially what you just said? But I just said it in another way. That's yeah. what we do here. Of course. But, we're um, Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're done. Thanks for joining us. Hope you find and continue to find our episodes informative. Okay. Uh, we're, oh. oh, go ahead. What? Just to just just to throw this in here real quick. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Chiefs or Niners? Cowboys. No. Just kidding. <laughs> Chiefs or Niners? Quick. Probably the Niners. Okay. Chiefs. I'm going to go Niners. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Swifties. Taylor I'm going Swift. Chiefs because. <laughs> Why Something's not? happening. I know. Yeah. I, and Kelsey mm, and I don't even want to. No, I don't. Something's no, happening. I know. No, that's I aliens. Am, I, oh. Rigging the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Thanks for okay. listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay.